Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast. I'm Diana, and today we are talking about Fear the Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 2, Blue Jay. Yes, we are going to talk about that bite. I can't believe it. That blew my mind. We are going to dig into that. So, but right now, I want to welcome you to my live stream. I am doing this because I want to connect with all of you fans out there of the Walking Dead universe and Fear the Walking Dead. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad that there is a show back on that is in this universe. So anyway, I know this is a departure from my usual podcast episodes, and I will continue to do those on TV and movies, and I will continue to do my TV and movie recommendations. I am just doing this on Fear the Walking Dead, and I'm just trying something new. I'm trying a live stream to connect with people, and I'm trying this solo. So we're, we are seeing how it goes, and I'm taking it week by week. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. All right. And just so you know, you can go to screensinfocus.com, subscribe to my website. You can find all the social media there. You can go get to my blog there, and you can even listen to my podcast episodes there. So just remember screensinfocus.com because I would love to know what you're watching and your TV and movie recommendations, and I would love for you to be a part of the community. All right, so let's dig into this episode. Now, of course, we saw the premiere last week and noticed that the names of Mo had been changed to Ren, and I also noticed they were calling the walkers Carrions, and I'm like, what? What, is, what are they saying? Carrier? I wasn't sure. And then, of course, Lark and Blue Jay, it's like they're all bird names. So it got me to thinking about our question of the day. We had done a podcast on House of the Dragon, and we had done a question of the day as to what would your dragon name be? So I thought, okay, so let's do our question of the day as what is your bird name? So what would your bird name be? What did I do? I went and Googled this because I wanted to know if certain birds had personalities. And so this was interesting. I noticed that there was four birds that were particularly had personality traits. So I'm going to share those with you. If you love authority and power and you're bold and decisive, then Eagle could be your name. If you are a crowd pleaser, you're showy and you're outgoing, then you might go with Peacock. If you're a numbers person and you are intelligent and logical, then you would pick owl. And if you're a nurturer and helper and you're um, uh, peace-loving and kind, then you would pick dove. And I thought that was interesting because dove is Ren's friend. I guess it would be her friend, right? That teenage uh, girl that she was friends with on episode one. So I thought about these names and I thought, oh, I really like the name Dove. It fits me. I'm a nurturer. So I would pick Dove. Although I don't know, the jury's out because I don't know if I like this person who's named Dove, but there's so many names out there. There are Sparrow, which remind me of Jack Sparrow, and there's penguins and there's herons and all kinds of birds. So I would love it if you would share with me on what your bird name would be. That is the question of the day. Okay, so just so you know, there are spoilers ahead. So let's recap just a bit of what happened in the premiere. So last week, we found out there's a time jump. 
We saw that Mo is now Ren and she's eight years old. Uh, we've seen, saw that Madison was in jail for seven years and Morgan and Grace are collectors. And by the end of the episode, we see that Morgan and Madison are taken as prisoners. I had a lot of questions from that episode. I wanted to know where other people were at. And so finally, this episode entitled Blue Jay, we get to see June, we get to see Dwight and Sherry, and we get to see their son, Finch, who I had wondered about last week. So I'm so glad that these questions are answered in this episode. Now, there are key moments and developments in this episode. And I just first want to say, I saw the first episode. I liked it. I, I know I'm optimistic. I know a lot of people didn't like it. They didn't like that it was concentrated just on Morgan and Madison. And it was a little bit clunky, but I'm pretty optimistic with watching these because I want them to be good and I want the universe to still be here and for us to still watch it. And to give us more information on the whole universe, how will this affect Daryl uh, when he's in France? And how will this affect, you know, Negan and Maggie in um, New York and Dead City? So I feel like all these pieces, everything that we learn, every time we watch an episode, we learn something and can piece it together, which I did. I'm sure we all did in this episode, but and we'll get to that. So I thought that this episode was super riveting. I was really excited in the middle of it. And I thought, ah, this is how the first episode should have been. But I knew that the first episode needed to set us up. We needed to see that time jump. We needed to see where Morgan and Madison's heads were at. And we needed to see all of that. So it was really important. So here, we're digging a little further, learning about a little bit uh, more of the characters. And so we see that June is drugging people. And she's taking their weapons and that she's surgically removing their fingers. <sighs> and she's keeping them. Why is she keeping them? I don't think they can be reattached. Uh, so why is she keeping them? I just find that so fascinating. At least she's not killing them. I thought, you know, she could easily kill them and and there would be less padre people to deal with. But I do like that she's stockpiling these guns because I kept thinking, can they go back and get those guns when they build their army? So hoping that that's what happens with those. Also, while she's there, she meets Adrian. And he is a man looking for his daughter, Hannah, who Padre had taken. He wants June to help him because he saw the signs that she had put out. I imagine it was her that put out those signs. So he tells her, we have this group and we're building an army. Aha, thinking of those guns, right? They can go get them. That's what I'm hoping will happen there. We also see Dwight and Sherry because June drugs them accidentally and finds out it's it's them. Can you imagine if she had killed them? Ugh, okay, we know that probably wouldn't happen, but it, likely the other guy that was in the boat with them was killed. Anyway, we see Dwight and Sherry. And they are not living as husband and wife right now because they're trying to protect their child, which I thought, oh my God, 
they have been through so much together. You know, the sanctuary, they were torn apart then, and then they go through all this time, and they finally reunite, and she finally is pregnant, and they're finally going to move forward, and then everything else happens. Here they are back in that same old grind, and it's been a lot of years. Their child is seven, and I thought, man, that's heartbreaking for them. Everything's always pulling them apart, and how hard that must be to see your loved one every once in a while and not be together as a family. So. I don't blame them in that conversation that they had up on that train car there. You know, it was good to see them. It was good to see their son, who doesn't realize that it's his parents at the beginning. And we also learn about these experiments that are happening in this train car. We also learn that Padre's lieutenant, Shrike, allows this severed head to bite Finch. I mean... that part blew my mind. I said that already. Yes, I know, but it really did. I watched it again last night. I just couldn't believe they went there, but actually I think it was a good move on the showrunner's part because now I'm shocked. Now it's like, oh, you, you say you're protecting this child, but how are you protecting children if you are letting them be bit? Does she... I'm so curious to know more about Shrike and how her mind works and her background. I just will find that so interesting because she is so nonchalant about this stuff. She doesn't even flinch when it happens. So it was a gut-wrenching scene. It was, I was in it with them. It was horrific. And, you know, Shrike's mission is to force June to continue these experiments and, that she's been doing for Padre so that they can find a virus cure with this radiation. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I want to talk a little bit about June. And I wanted to say that, you know, we didn't know exactly why she was staying away from everybody. And of course, once Sherry and Dwight tell her, look, you need to perform surgery on our child, he has an appendectomy and we can't get him to the other medical facility, wherever that may be. And so, of course, when they're there, Sherry uncovers these pictures of these people that have radiation. Their skin looks terrible. And of course, June doesn't want to talk about it. But as it is revealed, June is administering this painful radiation, again, as a supposed cure. The surprising twist was of Hannah, of this guy, you know, Adrian, who was looking for his daughter, and Hannah being patient zero in Padre's experiments. I can't even imagine what was going through June's head at that moment. I mean, you can see her thinking and and really with the struggle with everything that she's dealing with here, and it's really taken a toll on her. I thought it was excellently portrayed by Jenna Elfman. I thought she did an incredible job in this episode, along with, you know, Dwight and Sherry, the actors. But I thought it was fascinating that she says, I saw someone get bit, and it's the longest I've ever seen anyone live, and they were exposed to radiation, and like, maybe that was why they lived so long. And of course, thinking Alicia, right? 
that is what happened to Alicia. And I just thought that that was, that was a great move for the writers to incorporate that in there. And that something in June sparked, like maybe this could work. Maybe we could save some people. When she said it was my treatment, that those words really, I thought, oh my gosh, this is another big revelation that they're sharing with us. So I, I just thought this was um, a really great character arc for June. You know, we needed to see where she was going. Of course, toward the end there, after she performs the surgery, we're thinking, okay, you know, everything's looking good. Um, Finch is as well. And uh, we're going to get to the Spartan just a second. I just wanted to bring up a couple uh, tidbits before I get to that moment with um, Dwight, Sherry, and June. So when they were filming this scene, I saw on Twitter that uh, Christine Evangelista, she said, this is what she said, my legs gave out and I collapsed from exhaustion after the scene. The crew ran in because of the harrowing screams. Like I said, that scene really affected me. I could not believe they were doing it. And I think in part because I saw the reaction that Dwight and Sherry were giving. I thought, oh my gosh, they're not going to go there. They're not going to do that, are they? They did it. I was shocked. I think it was great. I can't believe it. I can't even imagine being put in that position. Now June has to be the one to step up and see if this radiation will help him. But she doesn't want to see him suffer. She doesn't want to see him go through this radiation treatment. But will this be the change? Because Shrike said, something is coming. Things have changed. It's bigger. It's expansive. So what is all this? Are they going to connect with the CRM? They were doing their own experiments also on people. So this is what I'm talking about. When the whole universe starts to combine and collide, it's just very, very cool. So I don't know. This is why I get so excited, right? <laughs> Learning all these things. Also, Christine uh, Evangelista, I hope I'm saying her name correctly, She's beautiful and a great actress. But when she had posted that, I reposted it on Twitter. And uh, I said, oh, my God, you were brilliant in the scene. Because I did. I thought she was brilliant. And she liked it. So I'm like, yay. At least she knows that I thought she was brilliant, which she was. And I also thought that Jenna Elfman must have been exhausted after her scenes. She did so much crying uh, when she was explaining to the dad about what had happened to the daughter. Oh my God, it was heartbreaking watching her cry. And I thought, okay, you don't get this in one take. You had probably had to do this over and over again. So I just think that that must have been a really tough scene. Also, as Jen Elfman, as June walks through that car and seeing all the patients that she had, um, I'm surprised she didn't kill them. But I, I don't know the purpose. Maybe she was thinking Padre people would go in there and get bit. I'm not sure. I also wanted to bring up Daniel's voice on the walkie-talkie. I didn't know it was Daniel's voice at first. It was the second time that I was watching that I realized it was Daniel's voice on that walkie. So Adrian was talking to Daniel. So means Daniel is around and alive, but which we knew because I've seen the previews. So I'm sure this will happen next episode that we'll get to see where Daniel is, hopefully some more of our characters. And we also, at the very end of this episode, we see Morgan and Madison, and they are 
being transported somewhere. And of course, Madison is asking Morgan, you know, why aren't you fighting for Mo? Why aren't you doing this? And of course, he says, there's some things in my past that I have to deal with. And so he is dealing with that. And she says, you know, you need to do this because you need to help Mo. So, you know, she starts coughing and he says, oh, she needs oxygen. And they come to help her. But it was all Madison's ploy. And so she knocks them from where they're at and tells Morgan, go, 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 do what you have to do. And of course, Morgan goes with his hands tied behind his back, running off. So it'll be cool to see what happens next. I'm really excited about it. I thought it was a really good episode. Okay, so let's get to my favorite moment. So of course, you know, unfortunately, all the harrowing scenes are some of my favorite moments, but also I always love the moments that are heartfelt. And I would say that when Dwight and Sherry are there telling June that she's a part of them, she's a part of their family, they want to all take off in that boat together because she wants her boat, her end of the deal for doing the surgery. And they're like, well, we want to go with you. We want to be a family. And, you know, this is what we want to do. And Dwight tells her, you and John, I would not be here without you and John. You guys saved me. And so now you are family. You are family to us. I just thought, ah, uh, that's that's what I love. That's the other thing that I love about the Walking Dead universe. So I thought that that was a great moment, including June. But of course, when that was said, I knew it was going to flip because I'm like, oh, June's giving in too easily, which she did. And then that's when it all blew up. So with Finch bit on the shoulder, the only way that Dwight and Sherry's son is going to survive is with June doing the radiation. So we're going to see um, what happens with her. Oh, and they cut her finger. What finger did they cut off of her? And man, they did it so viciously, at least when she did it, she numbed people and, and she, you know, used her surgical instruments to get it done. And like, no, this woman's all, no, I'm just going to cut your finger off. Ay, ay, ay. So I don't know. We're going to see where it goes. And um, I would, gosh, I would really love to know your thoughts on uh, this episode. Um, it would be great to hear from you in the comments. Also, again, I want to remind you, you can go to screensandfocus.com and get to my social media there. And you can follow me on any of the social media and reply there because I would love to be in this community with you and you be in the community with me. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm just so looking forward to the next episode. I hope you have a fantastic week, fantastic weekend. I cannot wait for this Sunday. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.